going through similar things, but we all have our own individual ways of telling our stories. Some stories are really fun. No, here's the thing, like anyone can twerk. Anyone can do it. Some get crazy. So long story short, she got arrested at my house after a nightmare of a breakup. And some can even be sad. But by sharing these stories, we realize we're all a lot more alike than we are different. I think it's wonderful that you're giving everyone an opportunity to tell their story. I'm here to ask the question that so many of us neglect to ask ourselves. This is Are You Okay with Haley J. Samantha Pendleton is 27 years old. She was born and raised in Central Florida, but moved to Denver, Colorado about three years ago. She's got her Bachelor's of Science in Criminal Justice and earned it from the University of Central Florida. Now she works her Staples Business Advantage as a top sales rep in the facilities department, which keeps her pretty busy. But when she's not working, she's walking, hiking, at Target, or hanging out with girlfriends, or watching sports because she's a huge football fanatic. In this episode, we talk about how she stays positive, dealing with loss, and what's to come in this exciting next year. With that, let's get into the episode. Okay, well, welcome to my show. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. For sure. We have so much to cover as far as you being one of my friends who is married, and then you moved off to Denver, and I can't even believe it's been three years. So where do you want to start? Um... From the beginning, back in Jacksonville, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, I can't believe it. How long ago was that? Actually, our 10-year high school anniversary reunion thing would be this I year. Know. When I saw I'm that. I'm grateful for COVID. <laughs> I know. When I saw that, I was just like, I can't even believe that it's been 10 years since high school. Because I think with social media, it's it's a little different where it's like back in the day, you would go and meet people again for the first time and their lives are completely different. But I do kind of feel like I know what's happening with most people. Right. But yeah, still yeah. not really uh, desiring to go to mine. <laughs> right. I know. So thankful for COVID, no 10 year reunion, but it would have been 10 years this July, I think that we've known each other, which is crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, wait, not you and I have known each other because we didn't meet until yeah, college. Summer. Yeah, which was summer of 2011, because we technically graduated 2011, and then went to summer. Oh God. Isn't that crazy? What? That is crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so, time flies. <laughs> so with this past year, what have you just been doing? I know you working in Staples, and you've got a really you know high up job that keeps you on your toes, but what do you do just to stay positive and not go crazy just working from home and being young and married and figuring it all out? Yeah. Um, oddly enough, Brandon and I, my husband, you know, um, moved closer to Denver like a week before we got locked down. Um, so we were like super excited to like live closer, like, you know, go to all the popular places and all that kind of stuff. And then the world kind of shut down. So it was kind of a bummer. Um, I do go to therapy weekly, which I've been going for since Ooh, November of 2019, I think. Um, and so like that helps me a bunch, but she had started to, um, I actually got furloughed um, with Staples when COVID happened. So I was only working 40%. So I was working like eight to 12 and then it was like 12 o'clock and this was like April, May, June, which is really nice here in Colorado. So I started walking. Um, I would go and just like start walking, exploring my new neighborhood and 
I talked to my therapist more about it and she said, you know, we're really big on like resilience building and like heartbeat and frontal lobe and all that kind of stuff. And she said like the rhythm of your heart, when you walk something about the way that like your arms are pacing and your legs are pacing is really therapeutic. And it just worked for me. So I started like waking up going on like my, like five miles a day. Um, and then I would work and work was really rewarding for me too, because I sell like safety supplies. So I sell like COVID supplies. Um, so it's kind of nice because it's like, I'm actually helping businesses like stay open ensure that they have healthy and safe workplaces and all that kind of stuff. So try to basically just reframe my thoughts and my situation to be positive, even if it wasn't like what I, where I wanted to be, like no one wants to be locked up, but here at least Colorado too is like super locked down more than other states. So kind of had no choice, but to just make it positive. That's a really positive way to look at it, especially <laughs> yeah. Being outside, getting fresh air. Thankfully you have access to things that can make you feel so much better. Cause I know a lot of people are struggling just being in those four walls. So you would say just like getting outside, getting that fresh air is what you owe a lot of your positive mindset to be. Cause I think that we can also take that back inside when we get that fresh air and then bring a better person to our husband, or even if we're alone, just feeling better in general. Yeah, honestly, like, especially when things got cold here, I wasn't able to walk in the morning. So I was walking on my lunch break and that was even more therapeutic for me. So just like taking some time, stepping away from like my work, my job, like everything that's going on in the middle of the day and just going outside to like get some fresh air, listen to an ebook, listen to like a positive podcast. Um, I think just like being intentional of making time for that in your day is super important. Like even here, you can see like, this is my bedroom. And so I'm, I'm at my desk right now. Like this is where I work. So it's really important, especially when we're working from home to take the time to separate like our work life and our home life. And that was something I struggled with. And I think that's like what I owe a lot of just like leaving these four walls is like just a huge step already. And I know so many people listening would wonder how does that affect your relationship when you both are just kind of in the small space together? Was it good, bad? Give us the, the truth. Yeah. I mean, it was both good and bad. Um, I think we had more access to each other. So, and I guess the bad part is like, if I got off a bad phone call or if he got off a bad phone call, like we would walk over and be like, oh man, this person was just like so rude to me on the phone. And you know, vent for a second and then walk away and go back to my, my area or his area. And I think we were both like wanting to be there for each other and allow that space. But then we also needed to be mindful of like our own personal space and having access to each other in that way wasn't the most beneficial, especially because sometimes it's just not like the best use of time to focus on those smaller things. So I felt like because I knew I had someone to go to, maybe I was focusing more, venting more, just like not letting go of things as easy. Um, but it was, I mean, he has like a quick, fast paced job. So if he's working, like I can't go talk to him or he can't jump off the phone. So I was grateful for that. Like both of our jobs are really demanding. So we didn't really have a lot of free space to kind of just hang out with each other or get in each other's hair. So that's the good part of it. (laughs) That seems like a very introspective way to look at it. Would you say therapy helped you view these things and maybe find reasons of why you have certain behaviors? Oh, a hundred percent. Therapy has been, I talk about it all the time. My goal in life is to normalize therapy, even without COVID and these things. I mean, I wouldn't have gone through COVID if it weren't for like, you know, my previous months in it, but yeah, because then I start getting bad, you know, down on myself. Like, why am I upset over this? Or like, you know, this really bothered me today. Why am I letting it get to me? Why can't I be there for him? And I have to remind myself, like, 
I'm also in a pandemic. I'm also working from home and adjusting and I have a demanding job. And so things change or, you know, I'm going to have things that bother maybe that didn't before. So it was really beneficial to bring those to therapy, talk it out, realize that my feelings are valid. And then I just have to figure out why I'm feeling that way so I can, you know, address it and move on. And you and I relate to each other a lot as far as wanting the mental health space to not be taboo, that it is normal where people with feelings and people are going to have ups and downs and that shouldn't be weird. But um, obviously, whatever you're comfortable sharing, I know that we can relate again with going through. I My mom is still living, but obviously it's she's not here mentally. So I do feel like I've lost her in that sense. And you lost your dad. So is there any, I feel like we have to dig so deep when it comes to finding the silver lining with these things and they can be really uncomfortable places to go mentally. But I will say that I think even talking to you now, I just feel like you seem so like level-headed and that there's some form of peace you found. Did you go to therapy before your dad's passing or was that a part that led you there? Yeah, no, thankfully I was in it before. I definitely would have not been able to get through it the way that I did. You know, you always want what other people have, right? Like I would love for my dad to like still be alive, but I cannot imagine what it's like for you daily to like grieve. Like at least I can kind of grieve and know like it's done. So it's like, it's crazy how like we both have that experience, but it's so different. Um, And yeah, I think, you know, it did take a while. I think you know, how my dad died unexpectedly, the demons that he faced. I think there was a lot of things that I learned to be grateful for. Um, That's something that I practice. So for like, God, since I started therapy, September, 2019, every single day, every single day I've practiced gratitude. Um, And it's just a way to kind of like at the end of the day, or even in the middle of the day, just to feel like even the day my dad died, I'm, I was grateful for running water. I was grateful for having a toilet that flushes. Like there's so many things to be grateful for. And I think what he struggled with allowed me to really explore mental health, um, and allowed me to be better and feel better. And while obviously I wish he was still with me, um, I think that there's a way that I can honor him. And I think like therapy and mental health is like such a big thing. Cause that's what he struggled with. So I think it's just finding ways to cope. Um, And I think just being like realistic, like feelings, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to, you know, this is going to be normal. It's not going away. And I think learning to adjust to it sooner than later has like helped me grieve and kind of adjust to a life without them. What's something that you would say with all your work, just trying to figure out who you are and why things happen? What's one of the biggest lessons or takeaways that it's kind of like a tangible thing that you can share? I would say my gratitude practice is like the biggest thing that's gotten me through, honestly, even though I just talked about it, I think that's something tangible, writing it down, being able to go back and read it. I think just having a reframe of that, there's always something to be immensely like grateful for. Um, and being able to reframe my thoughts of just what is this teaching me instead of what is this doing to me or why is this hurting me and being able to just reframe and ask myself questions and really understand my feelings has been such a service to myself and who I am. And aside from walking, aside from gratitude, what do you do to set yourself up for success? Like what's the something in your, whether it's a morning routine or even if it's just like a cup of tea that makes you happy, what's something that's for you and you know is going to get you in that right mindset? 
Um, it's definitely my morning routine. So when it's not freezing cold here in Denver, I go on walks in the morning. Um, I feel like getting up and getting my day started, especially knowing that my day is 99% probably going to be chaotic. Having those quiet moments with me in the morning are really important. If it's freezing outside and I'm at home, I'm downloading an app. I have like a bunch of bookmarks saved on my computer of like rain falling or like cafe music and I'll do stretching or meditating um, or I'll journal. Journaling has saved my life. Um, I think being able to, it just helps you process because you have all these thoughts and like when you have to sit down and talk to someone or write it out, it really helps you put it into like a structured sentence and helps you also like understand what and why you're feeling. So I try to do, you know, some sort of combination in the morning of checking in with myself, doing my skincare routine. I'm obsessed with my skin anyway. I know there's something in there that includes a skincare routine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So yeah, and just taking care of myself physically and mentally um, has been really important to me in 2020. So what um, meditation looks like for you is you write things down. That's a way that Cause I, I always like to ask them what's a resource or something they can share. And for me, I write things down every now and then, but I do listen to um, my calm app or what's my app called. It's called breathe actually. And it's just like a five minute morning meditation. And I do feel like if you just start your day, focusing on all the things that are going right versus all the things that are going wrong, your mindset is just completely shifted. But it, oh, it's so for me, better. it's a practice. Like I have to, like, I will fall off. You know, I have to tell myself that like, more things are going right than aren't going right. And it's just to keep that focus. Right. Yeah. And I would say like breathing techniques, like I learned a lot of resilience building and I've learned a lot about the brain and like your heart rhythm being connected to your frontal lobe. It's where you make decision. It's where you rationalize. And so like breathing techniques are like a really big thing to me, heart focused breathing. Um, so I'm constantly throughout my day taking at least like two to five minutes, like every hour, honestly, just to breathe and check in with myself, calm my heart rate down. And it helps me refocus and prioritize the rest of my day. I love that. And I don't know if you know the story behind this tattoo, but it means to breathe deeply because I love it. I would catch myself throughout the day, not breathing. I would be like rushing and doing something. And I would notice that I'm literally not taking breaths because I'm just like, so tight and like angsty about whatever it is I'm doing. And it got so bad where I was just like, I would just be home and like, cooking or something. And I'm like, why am I so anxious over just like cooking dinner? Like what, Mm -hmm. like what's so trapped inside of me? So yeah, I think these conversations are so helpful because what I've learned too, and maybe you can speak to this also, but I feel like we think it's just us a lot of times. Like we think like we're the only ones that must be feeling this way, but truly everyone feels this way. Maybe not all at once. Like we all have moments where we're doing better than other times, but we've all been there. And I don't believe someone if they say they've never been there because questions like who they are and how they come off. And there's just so many things, but with everything going on in your life and just, just knowing who you are, I feel like something that probably really helps is having a job that you were saying before gives you purpose. And how important is that to wake up every day doing something that you feel like is making a positive difference? I think it's a big deal. I think because, I mean, if it like pre COVID, my job is a facilities rep. So honestly, I used to tell people, oh, I sold toilet paper for a living. And it was a great job. It was a great way to network and get my foot in the door and get a job. Because I mean, I moved from Florida to Colorado without a job. So I think it ended up just 
really working out for me in those whole like stars align moment. It makes me just feel like purpose and like grateful for where I'm at. And when COVID happened, I think like that was right um, when my dad died and I was just going through all of these changes and I was missing back home. It was really hard for me not to travel back home and just go visit my family when I was grieving. Um, and so I really threw myself into work. It was one of the one things that I could control in my life. Um, and I think it really just help me realize that I can have a greater purpose. And I think I adopted that mindset. I'm a customer service seller too. And like, I so just want to make sure that people are prepared. And I think like hearing the feedback, having people come to me in a panic and then hearing how grateful they are and how thankful, because I think that's the thing is like people's mindsets change with 2020 and 2021. They realize, you know, life is short. People are tragic, have tragic events happen to them. Um, and to kind of hear that and talking to my customers about it, checking in with them, people all over the country, what's going on in their cities like what can I do to help them um I think that's been a, like a huge strategy for me and a great way to um just build a customer relationships and kind of like put purpose behind what I'm doing I felt like I was getting older when I noticed that my happiness started coming more from when I would give to other people and even like yeah. at Christmas getting more excited for people to open gifts before opening my own and it yeah. seems like that is something you really value and every single day, if like, how are we not going to go crazy? If we don't like what we're doing every day, I think that's why it's like, it's really hard to find a job that you love. And especially with the pandemic, it's even harder. So what advice would you give to someone if they were miserable in their job? Like what's the way they could find happiness outside of work? Um, I would say to practice gratitude. What can they be grateful for? Can they be grateful for having a job? What does their job give to them maybe outside of work? Um, I think you have to hang in there. I think the job market is a little crazy, but I don't think that we have to feel stuck. I think we have to feel like we're on a pandemic and we all are have or in situations or we're put in situations maybe that we didn't choose, but you know, fingers crossed that it's going away and things are moving forward. And I think it's just going to be important to try to understand maybe what your job gives you. Does it give you food on the, you know, that you can be grateful for? Does it, you know, help you with running water? Does it turn your electric on in your house? Does it allow you to still be able to visit with friends or have a phone that you can call your mom? Um, so trying to reframe and be grateful for what it can give you outside and then just try to hang in there, you know, while you're at work or maybe spend some time making sure that you're replenishing yourself. Um, maybe journal to try to understand what specifically don't you like about the job. Um, make a pros and cons list. And then when you're job searching in the future, you kind of have a better idea and you can be great for the experience you went through because it showed you an idea of what you do and don't like. And then in the future, you're not wasting any more time doing that. That was amazing advice. <laughs> One of the things I always like to check in with myself is maybe I'm not exactly where I want to be, but I like who I'm becoming. Can you say that you like who you are becoming? I am. It's so funny. I was reflecting on it a couple of weeks ago and I just made a tweet and I was like, I'm just so proud of who I'm becoming. Um, I think it's really easy to get wrapped up in. I had a bad day or I'm in a pandemic or, you know, even social media or like you watch TV shows and they're starting to incorporate COVID and you're just looking for an escape. I'm like, oh, like, you know, so I think, um, I think it's all crazy, but I think it's all important. <laughs> it is all important. And I think yeah. the hardest thing sometimes is like, I have you know, these, these thoughts all the time where it's like, why does bad shit have to happen? But then I realized that if you have amazing things happening every day, eventually they're not, those highs aren't going to be as high, right. If right. they happen all the time. So I was like, oh, maybe 
the sad things are just propelling those greater moments to be as great as they can be. Because totally. if we didn't feel the opposite, like we have to feel everything. It's all relative, right? And it's just hard to keep that in mind when we're so upset or so miserable. But I think that we just, like you said, we have to hang on. And to me, I couldn't do it without my sisters and my family and friends like you. And I imagine you and Jamie, your sister have always been close, but I imagine with everything, with the loss you both have gone through together, has this brought you even closer? And do you cherish that relationship even more? I do. Yeah. It has brought us closer because, you know, a lot of like my dad passed away unexpectedly. So we had to like really take care of like, you know, his will and his money and his house and living so far away, I couldn't do a lot of that. So my sister really stepped up and I, I don't even think if I was in Florida, I would have been capable. Um, you know, my, just speaking the truth, my sister, my dad did not have a great relationship when he passed away. Um, and I think that made him and I's relationship stronger because, you know, I was just kind of all he had. Um, and so I think while my sister and I had a different experience, we both were grieving, but I was just super grateful for how she could step up in the moments, um, you know, a, because I couldn't physically and B because I couldn't emotionally. Um, so yeah, I'm super grateful for that. And then my mom too, um, you know, my mom, I can't even say enough about her, but, um, my mom's like me, we're just like, you know, I'll send a text, hope you're having a great day or send a gift card or like, I'm thinking of you. And so my mom is just dripped in my life throughout the last year, just so appropriately. And so thoughtfully that being far away, I think that really helped because that was the hardest thing with grieving is like the distance. And I'm sure you feel that too, like not being able to go home or visit people, like such a difference and something that, you know, we just kind of take for granted. Something I like to do whenever I get a random thought of, oh, text this person, even if it's like, why? Like, I don't even really talk to them. I always want to listen to that little voice. And I think the practice of gratitude and just appreciating life and how short it is, I just, whatever, even if I don't understand why I get that calling, I always want to follow up and reach out to them. Sometimes I don't even get a text back and it's whatever. I feel better knowing I did it. But do you have any little, like anything like that, that you do now that's kind of like, I will always do this if this happens or if I'm called to do that, like any type of thing like that? Yeah. I mean, so one of my favorite things is like sending like Starbucks gift cards to like to my girlfriends and like back and forth. So like, I kind of, <laughs> I think I'm like, I want to pause more like my 2021 word is intentional. And so I think just being more intentional of like, like last month, I won partner of the month at my job. And my, one of my girlfriends, Courtney sent me a $5 gift card, like congrats on partner of the month. And I was like, that's such a Sam thing to do. Like I loved it. And so I think celebrating people more and making sure to be intentional and those relationships are like, you know, everyone hates Facebook memories, right? Everyone hates time hop. Like you see how awful you were 10, 12 no, years ago on social it, media. <laughs> but it. honestly, I love it. I yeah. think it's like, you, you know, like I'm so like, people are in our lives right now for a reason. I feel like we have seasons with different people, people come and go. And I'm appreciative of like those stories and those relationships. And I think it's nice to like have those memories. And that's where I feel more, more inclined of like, this person does mean so much to me, like look at our memories or look at this. And I think sending texts like, and I'm not a big phone call person. I like sending like fate, like videos or Snapchats. Like I try to be more intentional that way. Um, so that's kind of been my thing this year is like, you know, more videos, more face-to-face -face connection and ways that I can find it. And just more ways to be intentional of like celebrating the small moments and just staying connected with people. You know, what's funny about Snapchat is I feel like it's such a Florida 
thing. None of my friends here use it, but all of my friends from Florida still do. And I love it. But yeah, I think if you don't, it's so great too, because even if you just want to do a quick check-in, you don't want to be tied to like a full hour conversation. You can still just say, Hey, I'm thinking about you or those little things. And I really do think all those just like minor things throughout the day help us feel way more connected. And for me, it was honestly hard to understand that not everyone's going to be in your life until the final chapters that some people are here to teach you lessons. Some people you only meet because you're going to affect their life in a positive way. Even if you didn't have a good relationship, maybe 10 years later, they'll realize, Oh, Samantha told me this one thing and now it hits, you know, like there's just so many things that we still don't know as to why the people in our life, like it's, it's crazy. There's billions of people on this planet, but for some reason we met each other. We're here right now. You know, like when you think too much into it, sometimes you're just like, that's so crazy of all the chances, (laughs) but I have to believe it's for a bigger purpose. And I, I think when I let go of the idea that not everyone is going to be there forever. Yeah. It, it gave me kind of a piece though. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is just like, it's part of your story and we're still writing our story and there's still so much more to come and new relationships. And that's actually really exciting to think that talking about the time-lapse and seeing how far we've come, we also have so much more ahead of us. And that's really cool. So much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like hard, like having adult friendships and creating adult friendships is really hard. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like think about like friends that you had in high school, like we were all so, I mean, like, I can't even like, you were so different when I first met you, you know, like, it's just crazy to think about that. Like, too, you know, I know. <laughs> Well, apparently it's been 10 years. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It is a long time. Yeah. But it's like, you know, as a kid, we're so different. We have, we were so different in who we are, what we believed in our morals, our values, like things like that. And so like letting go of those relations, that's hard for me. It's like, Oh, I've known her so long, but it's like, yeah, but like you, you met this person when you were such a different person, like it makes sense. And so I think we're in that age. serving you anymore. Yeah. And we're, we're just in that age right now where it's like, we're kind of figuring out who like our gang is and like, who's going to be like in our corner. Um, and I think it's kind of hard because like having that kind of heart of like, I love everyone and like, I want everyone to be happy and healthy, but like, maybe that means that like, I'm not in that person's life because of that. So yeah, I totally get it. It's weird. It's crazy. I do feel like sometimes seeing old pictures of myself and us in college, like obviously it's us, but I'm like, I don't even know that girl. Like, do you ever, this is so weird, but do you ever wish you could have had a conversation with yourself like 10 years ago, just to kind of, do you ever think about that? Like what even were like my mannerisms, you know what I mean? It just, it's like like another person, but I think that's the whole point of life, right. To grow and evolve. And we don't want to be the same person forever. Cause I feel like that means you're probably doing something wrong. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) My last question for you is what is something that is a resource aside from therapy and and writing and expressing that way? Is there a certain podcast or maybe a certain book that really touched you and kind of changed the way you think now? Um, Actually, yes. And we've talked about this a little bit here and there, but Untamed by Glennon Doyle changed my life. It is right the here. best. I harass my friends to read it. I'm like, you will totally understand when you read it, why I am telling you to read this book. It is incredible. Um, I've listened to now that I got introduced to that book. I've listened to other books of hers. She has, you know, I know, you know, she had trouble with her marriage and I think it's hard. It's hard being married. Um, you know, that's just the reality of it. And I think it's nice to feel relatable. Um, I think she just, 
gave me the courage to be who she wants to be. And she kind of reminds me of my sister. Um, my sister was in a really bad relationship with a guy. She got out of it and she fell in love with a woman and they got married. And I didn't really understand how inspired, how grateful I was that my sister found that. And um, I've just always kind of admired how my sister has been able to just live her life authentically. And so to kind of hear the book relate it to myself and relate it to my life was just this whole like real life. And if like my sister can do it and Glennon Doyle can overcome it and people can do these things, like I can do it too. And I think like hundred percent, I know we can do hard things. Yeah. Yeah. We can do hard things. And I still have so much more to go because I'm the slowest reader and it's sitting here (laughs) to push myself to at least read a chapter today. But I think that sometimes when I just get really tense or if I know I'm not in alignment with work or if I'm not happy, I'm just like, girl, you just want to be wild. It's fine. Like you just want to be free and just having the permission that that feeling is natural because we are humans that just like, we don't want to be constrained. It just already makes me feel better. Like, oh, I'm not crazy. This is just a place I have to be in my life today. But I know that I can leave work and like myself. And I think that what I said about career before, like I'd say, unfortunately, probably more people are not happy with their jobs, but at the end of the day, how lucky are we that we can come home and be happy with who we are? A hundred percent. And I think the other, like the last thing my therapist taught me that's always helped me is like, your feelings are valid. Like, even if like you're crazy or you're upset, like you're literally, your feelings are natural. You can't help them and you can't control them. Like what's important is how you react to them and making sure you explore them to understand like, you know, further, why am I feeling this way? How can I avoid it in the future? But I think we put so much pressure on ourselves. Like, why am I so mad? Why am I so sad? Why am I so annoyed by this? And it's like, it's natural. It's okay. Um, And I think really allowing myself to just feel and know my feelings are valid and hurry. You know, I I like to hurry up and know what I'm, what I'm feeling. Like, what is this trying to show me? What is this trying to teach me? And then it just, it gets me through the harder times faster. You know, we've all realized hard things are going to happen it seems like every year gets harder. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, Oh, like, you know, what would my 2020 new year's post be a few years, like months ago, like another hard year, another hard year. (laughs) Worrying about the outfit to worrying about, can I see or touch my friends? Like, right. I do think that was very humbling. Like, I think that we've grown a lot and I'm very happy to say that I will be seeing you in a couple months in person. finally. So yes, things are getting better. And, um, thank you so much for your time. I'm like, so excited to just connect with you and see how amazing you're doing. I can honestly not just saying this because I'm on my podcast or recording, but I just like, I feel it with your energy and you just seem like you're just doing really well. And I'm so happy to see that. Thank you. Yep. Self-care is the best care. And you inspired me feeling connected, being on this podcast, feeling like, you know, like if you would have asked me this a year ago, maybe I wouldn't have been as vulnerable, but I think like, you know, I'm super grateful that you allow the space for people to come on and for you to put this out there. So, you know, grateful to know you and happy for our 10 year friendship. (laughs) Well, I love you. And I know a lot of people are definitely going to be able to relate to what you said. So thank you again. And I'll be texting you soon. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for having me. Of course. See ya.